Welcome to the She Did It Anyway podcast. I am so excited you're here. This community is all about showing up unapologetically to build the life and business of our dreams, even if we're scared shitless. I'm Marina Middleton. I'm a mom, wife, entrepreneur, personal brand expert, and your no bullshit, unfiltered hype woman who's here to remind you who the F you are. This podcast is all about sharing tangible tools, stories, and a little okay, a lot of tough love to get you out of your own damn way. So you can look back at your story and say, despite all of the obstacles, I did it anyway. Buckle up. It's going to be an amazing ride. Hello, my beautiful human. Welcome back to the She Did It Anyway podcast. I am so excited you're here and even more excited to find out if you're in a season of a rebrand. If you are, this episode is for you. Now, I know that branding, rebranding is such a buzzy word right now and you hear so many people talking about it, but Whether you're feeling a little bit stuck, out of touch, or you're just having this gut feeling that like something needs to change for your personal brand, your business image, this episode should very much be your sign that you might need a rebrand. So we're going to talk about all things rebranding. When is it time to rebrand? What does it even mean? Like what are the steps to take? Where to just start? And all the things. So let's just dive in. I'm kicking off this episode because I am in a season of a rebrand and I'm really excited about it. I'm in a space where I am attracting so many new clients that weren't traditionally the same target audience that I had. When I first started out, I had one specific target audience that was just entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. Then I evolved to personal brands. Then I evolved to adding corporations and small business owners and working with teams. And so with that evolution, although the offerings that I had has evolved, my messaging and the full brand of Empowered Confidence hasn't really changed that much from, you know, the public eye. And what I realized over the last few weeks and months is I'm meeting so many new people and I'm networking in a way, in a pace that I've never done before. And the same questions keep coming up of like, how do I work with you? How do I work with you? And I'm finding myself feeling really stuck that I don't have, you know, one cohesive message or one spot to send them that has everything. And so I'm really reinventing the wheel every single time I am pitching my services or just connecting with someone. And so that was my first like aha moment of, hmm, I might need a rebrand. Another thing that I really felt that has led me to this, you know, feeling of needing a rebrand is that I felt really stuck. I'm feeling like every time I'm trying to really stretch out or expand and explore other avenues, my current brand and current branding, meaning my messages, my visual identity, my colors, I feel like are are holding me back. And so that was another sign that I needed a rebrand. And You know, you'll notice these little nudges along the way, maybe sometimes even like 
big neon signs of like, hello, this is time for a rebrand. You'll notice it over time. You might not pick it up right away, but over time you'll notice that maybe you're feeling really stuck and and not excited to post online. Maybe if you have a blog, the content that you're talking about is starting to feel a little stale and you're not attracting the clients that you want to attract. Maybe you're not having the conversations you want to have. All of these things are just little nudges to let you know, hey, it's time for a rebrand. Now, when you're thinking about a rebrand, there's going to be a few different things you are going to want to consider. The first thing is, is it going to be a personal rebrand or a full business rebrand? You want to make sure that your personal brand is a funnel to the business brand, but it is not attaching yourself to that brand. You are not the sole identity to that business. So let me say this again. So you as a personal brand will funnel opportunities into the business, but you don't want to be the full identity for your business. The reason being is you want to be able to step away when the time is right. You want to be able to delegate. And if people are really just relying on you to provide the services, it's going to be really, really hard for you to scale. If exiting a company is ever in your, you know, your radar or thoughts or dreams or goals, you really want to make sure that, you know, this business can function without you. And so if you are an entrepreneur and started your business, most likely your identity is tied to that business. And so having a rebrand where you are now building your personal brand and rebranding your business is, you know, a really, really, really great step to start where you're just like, again, building your personal brand, branding your business and detaching yourself from that business. Again, that doesn't mean that it's going to change the funnel of getting into your business and funneling opportunities, but you just want to make sure that people are able to hire your company, buy your products without you trading your time for money. And so when you're thinking about rebranding, you want to focus first on your personal brand or first on your business brand and thinking about where are you right now and where do you want to go, which leads me to the next point. You always want to start with an audit. Whenever someone's like, well, I don't know where to begin with my rebrand. I don't know what to do. You always, always want to start with an audit. And the audit will consist of reflecting on where you are now and where you want to go. So you can create a sheet, an empty sheet, and really just ask yourself those very, very clear questions. What is your goal for your rebrand? What are you trying to change? Who are you trying to attract? Then really figuring out what are your current products and offerings that you have right now and list them out. For us, we have Brand Business Accelerator, which is our business course, Personal Brand Power, which is our personal brand course. We have the Sheeted Anyway podcast. We have VIP days. We have our consultancy packages and we have our events and our community and We have a lot of offerings. So really listing that out is really important. Then identifying what is your current state of your business. Are you in a state of, you know, a lot of clients? It's a busy season. Are you feeling like you don't have a lot of cash flow? Are you not, you know, are your margins too high? Really identifying the current state of your business. Do you have your SOPs all outlined? Do you have your brand book outlined? Really figuring out what is missing to 
and add to that list so that way we can then come back and circle back around and figure out what it is that we need to add. Identifying your current target audience. This is so, so important. You really need to get clear on who is your current target audience and because then we're going to decide, do we want to continue targeting the same type of people or are we also evolving from into a new target audience? And then the last thing is really getting clear on your current struggles. What is holding you back? Is it the branding? Is it the visual identity, the colors? Is it the imagery? Do you need updated photos? Do you feel like your messaging isn't resonating with your ideal target audience? What is missing and getting really clear on what you're struggling with is really, really important. So you're going to want to do that for your personal brand and your business. It is really important to separate the two, like I said earlier. And so that's why you'll always want to make all of these audits and make all of these lists for both your personal brand and your business with, you know, the idea that, again, your personal brand is going to funnel into your business and vice versa. Another thing I want to highlight is it's really important to understand that with rebranding, comes a lot of emotions and roller coasters. There are fears that come up, maybe excitements, maybe it's, you know, anxiety that comes up of like, well, what if I change? What if, you know, what if this doesn't work? Or what if these colors and these messaging don't resonate with the right people? What if my messaging isn't clear enough? You know, you'll have all of these doubts and that's totally, totally fine. And that's normal. So I want to just normalize this concept of being overwhelmed with a rebrand and then also changing it and reframing our mindset of, acknowledging that this is really, really exciting. So this is a new phase of your business and for yourself. And so welcome that and really just have this like exciting mindset around it. And what has helped me do that is really breaking it down little by little. So not trying to change everything all at once. A lot of us will say we're doing a rebrand and then all of a sudden go to our website and start trying to change our website colors or messaging and our, you know, we'll go on Canva and start making new designs for Instagram and then it looks like a hot mess. And so for you to control those emotions, not get on this crazy roller coaster and really keep that excitement high, I want you to take like a thousand steps back, start with this audit and then create milestones for yourself to eventually launch the rebrand. So first focus on where your current state is, where you are, then start outlining where you want to go and have fun with this. Like get magazines, do vision boards, you know, go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get like color swatches. Really, really have fun with this and let your creative side out when you're doing this. There is so much power in hiring a design company to help you rebrand, but I actually challenge you to do this on your own first. Really like have fun and try to force yourself to be creative and tap into a creative, you know, space that maybe you haven't tapped into before. So that is how you're going to keep the excitement high and then you're going to break down the little steps of what we're going to cover now of next steps. So you've done your audit, you're getting creative, you know kind of the direction that you want to go into. When you're thinking about building a brand, rebranding, messaging, building a business, a lot of the a lot of the things that I want you to remember is that everything that you're doing should always be tied to a feeling and how you want someone to feel right? 
when we're entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, sometimes we're just thinking about ourselves, right? We're like, oh, I like this color. I like the shape shade of pink or I like the shade of green. So I'm going to use it. What's really important is to remember that it's not about you. What is your target audience looking for? What colors are they resonating with? What messaging do they need to hear? That should be your GPS when it comes to your rebrand. How do you want your target audience to feel? What are the words that they need to see for them to say, oh, I want to hire this person. Oh, I want to buy this product. That is the most important thing when you are thinking about taking the milestones and you know, next steps when you are launching your new brand, your new messaging, your new identity. And so once you do your audit, you're getting creative, you're then really channeling in the feeling that you want your target audience to have. And then I want you to create your own roadmap of your time commitment, your time capacity, and how how long do you need until you want to launch this rebrand. It's really important to pick a date because it is like your North Star. It will keep you accountable and it will give you something to look forward to. Once you have that date, then you're going to work backwards. The last thing that you're going to be putting together is going to be your website and your content that is going to live on your social platform. So whether it's Instagram, threads, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, your blog, whatever it is, that's going to be the last thing. So working backwards, you're going to then start diving into the actual visual identity. Then before that, you're going to do your messaging. So you see how we just worked backwards auditing is the first thing, really figuring out what is the feeling and the creative vibe of it. Then you're going to go into your messaging and your words. I cannot stress this enough. And the common, common mistakes that I really need you to avoid is forgetting that the messaging and the words are the most important and spending all of your time on the colors and the visual identity of your brand. Yes, that is important, but it is not as important as the words that you're using to describe yourself and your business. And so once you figure out your creative vibe and really having fun, start channeling in the words and the messaging that you're going to want to put together. What is your mission statement? Make it as clear as possible. Do not let your target audience get confused because they're reading novels on your website about what it is that you do, what the product does, and how it helps them to the point where they just leave and go to your competitor. So when you're thinking of your messaging, less is more. Always, always remember that less is more. And I like to always, you know, use Sebastian, who is seven and a half now, as my, you know, editor or auditor. <laughs> he like audits my website. Well, I'll be like, okay, baby, I'm going to read this to you. Let me know what you think. If he gets it, if it makes sense to him, I'm in the clear. If he doesn't, it's too confusing. So find a kid. If it's not yours, find someone else. Just kidding. But really, like, making sure that a six or seven-year-old can understand it is so important. It should not be too complicated. And as entrepreneurs, sometimes, and business owners, we like to complicate things. And the more direct, the better. So do not fall into that hole as well. And really focusing on your messaging being as clear and direct as possible. And thinking about what question is my target audience going to have and answering that. Literally just answering it through your messaging then you can start 
figuring out your color palettes and, you know, the vibe that you want to have when it comes to your visual identity. When you are thinking since we separated your personal brand and your business brand, I want to remind you that your personal brand doesn't have to be the same as your business brand. So for me, I empowered confidence, the state that it's in right now, not our rebrand, it's a lot of pinks. And I've always loved pinks. But if you know me, you know that I'm 90% of the time in blacks. I just wear a lot of blacks. I am trying to introduce colors into my wardrobe, but I'm not, I'm just not this like constantly wearing pink girl, but I felt like I had to because of my brand. And so I did, I started wearing my pink hats, my pink suits, and I had a lot of fun with it. But this is where the resistance comes, where I feel like I now have to embody my business and it actually holds me back. And I don't want you to make that mistake either. So really just making sure that you are giving yourself your own identity and not feeling like you have to be the same thing as your business because they are two different entities. Okay. So once you have the creative aspect of it, you're going to create your vision board. And then I like to take the messaging and my visual identity, the colors that I picked out, the bio that I wrote, the words that I'm using, all of that. And I put it into a brand guide and you can actually download the brand guide. I have it in our show notes. And this brand guide is going to have everything from like, put your tagline here, your story here, your color palettes here, your imagery. I mean, everything. This makes it so much easier to organize everything, to delegate everything, and to rebrand in the future if you need to, because everything is in one place. Once you have that, then it's time to really get to work and building the website and designing your um, your content on Canva. So that's kind of, you know, a working backwards and then working from step one to the launch. Once you do launch, remember that you want to build up momentum, get really clear on why the rebrand, what is different, and speaking directly to your target audience and making it very, very clear of how they can work with you, how they can buy your products, your services, and all the things. The last thing I want to leave you with is really making sure that you're keeping this momentum post-rebrand and not just like launching the day of and then just forgetting about it. So give yourself some runway in terms of um, maybe collaborations that you have. Maybe you have posts that are going to go out a couple weeks after, but really try to keep the momentum going for a month or so so that way you can just reach a larger audience. I hope this helps. I know we covered a lot here, but I'm excited to hear from you if you're in a season of a rebrand and what you think you're going to change first. Like what is holding you back? Is it the messaging? Is it the visual identity? Is it the way you're operating or the services that you're offering? Or is it all of the above? I'm excited to show you our rebrand and bring you along with me through this journey. I'll be sharing everything on Instagram. So make sure to go check out my Instagram and let me know that you're following along. And if you need any help or questions, just DM me. All right. Love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please post it on your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for sharing it with your community. Don't forget to listen to our shakeup episodes that drop every Monday. These are mini episodes to help you start off the week feeling confident, capable, and the badass that you are. And don't forget, no matter what, she did it anyway. You did it, mom.